Four presents Ice Station Impossible. I'm Gary Butterfield. I'm Cole Ross. I'm Jeremy Greer. And welcome to another episode of Orb. It's fantastic, kind of. Jeremy. Welcome. Hey, Hi. <laughs> I talk to you all the time. I know. Special. <laughs> thank you for having uh, me. I, this is yet another Duck Feed podcast that I have infected with my with my personality. So yeah. thank you for mm-hmm. allowing me to do so. Yeah. We're on or, stage three of Jeremy infestation. Or, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, why this episode, Jeremy? Um, it was the one that you said I could be on when I presented you with my three options. I've always loved this episode a whole lot, uh, just because of the, the, like, this was the most direct, I think, when I finally started watching the Venture Brothers for the first time, uh, the, the, like, the most direct superhero thing, right? Like, I would, as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, I see what we're doing now. Like, let's do this. Let's get into it. Um, yeah. And uh steven colbert was there which i was like blown away that he was doing voice acting like this um because i came to the venture brothers relatively late i i saw the pilot very specifically like the scene where um brock pees on the mummy and says that you have to defile it to get prevent it from coming back to life and then and then thought i just hallucinated it for years because i could never find it ever again and i was like it kind of sounds like that venture brothers show but i go back to the first episode and i can never see this scene not realizing that there was a totally different pilot yeah um so one day me and autumn finally decided to watch the venture brothers and i've we finally saw the pilot but yeah so this was the first episode that i just like really really got into that i, I loved all of the little side characters i love the race bannon stuff i thought was really really clever and fun the mm-hmm. um the, there's a moment very early on when one of the snakes snake man goes you suck and i just <laughs> yeah. that's the funniest <laughs> shit ever um so yeah like when i looked at season one and um i think there's probably better episodes this season i think this is just a really fun episode to talk about though yeah yeah, this this one's really up there. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, imagine the one-two punch. Like I mentioned in the last episode, how the beginning started with all that dialogue from a David Bowie song, and then this episode is just Marvel stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then we roll you know, right and, from this into uh, Midlife Chrysalis to get yeah, that good, good, what a, good Cronenberg stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what a stretch of stuff. The reason why, uh, for people who maybe don't know, the reason why Jeremy might be more drawn to this uh, Marvel stuff is because me and Jeremy do a Marvel podcast. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, called Days of Future Cast, where we talk about X-Men comics. We do. Um, we do. Very uh, few, X-Men. very little Fantastic Four overlap in that podcast so far. <laughs> the, the, uh, the X-Men have not shown up in the Venture Brothers yet. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm just I'm rapidly just uh, flipping through every single episode to think if like a Wolverine. No, they they never had a Wolverine. No mutants or anything. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Weird. No, they, they're just not big fans. They do have, they uh, have a great Spider-Man though. So <laughs> they, they, they do have a very good Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, looking forward to that as well. Um, yeah. Let's uh, let's get into it. So uh, let's yeah. do yeah so this originally aired on september 18th of 2004 and this is a jackson public joint uh written and directed uh by by, by public mm-hmm. 
Um, and this is a lot of first or basically firsts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had seen Pete White and Billy Quizboy um, in the pilot as well as Richard and Possible, but now they are named and they have characteristics and personalities and such, and they will be important to the backstory and forward story. Yes. Of the uh, the show. Pete White and Billy Quizboy are kind of in the extended venture family. Mm-hmm. I, I love them so much. Like these two, these two weirdos are so great. Yeah. Absolutely incredible stuff. Um, some of my favorites. Pete White's voice, uh, that Doc Hammer voice is one of my favorite things. Um, it's just really, the fella, really good. The, the delivery on yeah. fella every time he says that. Like he's like, fella? I don't know, fella, come here. It just kills me. It just kills it's, me every so time. Good. So good. Um, this is also the first episode, or one of the, the first episodes, I feel like they'd made mention before of this, but where there is a Johnny Quest character in this that is not an XP right. at all. Um, this is because when they were making the episode, they wanted to have a race Bannon type character and then realized, Hey, Cartoon Network has owns race Bannon. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> later this would become a, a problem when they try to use Johnny quest. They're like, no, no, you can't do that. <laughs> so it's weird. We have race Bannon is actually race Bannon who was the Brock Sampson of Johnny quest. <laughs> um, and then, but we have action Johnny instead of johnny quest and like the line that they drew is super strange because they like okay you can kill race bannon and you can call him by that name at least for now later when race would show up they they would call him red um but you can kill race bannon but if you try and make johnny johnny quest into a a junkie we're not going to let you do that because that goes against like the licensing agreements yeah makes sense because you know i guess Kids, kids are still looking up to Johnny Quest. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I, yeah, I don't know. Like I don't yeah. have, I don't, I have very little connection to Johnny Quest other than just like knowing that he's a thing. Weird so the, like it's a. <laughs> hey, look, it's twenty twenty. I'll take what I can get. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I, but like, do you think that that time, like in 2004, people were still like enthusiastic about Johnny no. Quest? I no, I think I think the Cartoon it. Network executives were being idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh so like some production details about this this is an episode that didn't have a commentary but uh in the art book public talks about how this was basically just like an effortless episode uh 90 of it came together when he was putting uh putting together home insecurity and you know a couple things a couple of concepts like he had the idea for an episode called uh the island of dr impossible but it was going to be like a dr moreau kind of thing the the fantastic four parody uh, kind of just came in um, and he just used it because it presented itself as an opportunity. It was just an idea that mixed well with that. Yeah. Um, I think that effortlessness comes through Yeah, in the episode. Like yeah. this is, this is a smooth episode. <laughs> this I, goes I ended up quick. watching it twice today because um, I watched it on Hulu and uh, I, Hulu does the annoying, like oh, we're going to play the next episode immediately. So I didn't get the the post credit stinger. So I was like, mm-hmm. well, fuck it. I have a downloaded copy. It's just mislabeled somehow. So I'll just, watch it again so i ended up watching it twice today and it was no effort on my part whatsoever <laughs> yes. it's highly sleeveable it's sleeveable you, you, as a matter of fact don't, don't bring it, don't bring that to this show come on <laughs> <laughs> that's my thing i'm gonna i'm gonna take a stand against sleeving wow. that, that's cole's new catchphrase don't bring that to this show <laughs> um, Not in my imagine house. him wagging his finger and like talking <laughs> to the hand and whatever um, this was yeah. like a good time to bring out one of my catchphrases which is get out of here girls you just need to get out of here <laughs> uh, the uh we're gonna this is gonna become the catchphrase the, the podcast uh 
the, you know, the series where you have lots of catchphrases. Uh-huh. Um, the other reason why they did this uh, episode is because they, they originally they're like, we have to do all the Johnny Quest stuff, which means like uh, Egypt level, a jungle level, <laughs> an Arctic level, um, et cetera. And uh, this was just them shoehorning an Arctic mm-hmm. level. We never really get a reason. Uh, why this is taking place in the Arctic other than like isolation. Yeah. You know, um, but it's just to give it an exotic location and do some jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, Professor Richard impossible has a lab at the North pole um, yeah. where he does, uh, you know, mostly super science, but uh, you know, it's pretty, pretty questionable. It just yeah. seems like an elaborate setting for a second family. Like I, that's what all this is. <laughs> like he's, got, he's got his girlfriend in the city. He's got his girlfriend in the port. He's yeah. got his girlfriend at the pole. Like, all like, like, the girl in every pole. <laughs> Two of them. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, we, we start off with a cold open here with Race Bannon, mm-hmm. uh, as we mentioned. Um, he's on an airplane. He's fighting agents of Sphinx, but this is kind of proto Sphinx. Yes. Um, I think this is supposed to be. You know, they're basically Cobra. Right. from gi joe before they ended up using an xp for that mm-hmm. um to get this canister of serum uh this toxin that belonged to nat king cobra such a good name uh, so very good. good name very good name <laughs> um and uh does his one-liner uh jumps out of the plane uh but unfortunately uh the plane crashes and he's clipped by the wing <laughs> of the plane and, and just dies. falling in the foreground in the wind. <laughs> yeah. oh it's so good um, it's punishment yeah. for being so into his own one-liner like oh, when, he, when, he, yeah. when he lights the cigarette and pulls the mm-hmm. ripcord on the yeah. parachute and he's like blast you did it race yeah. good job <laughs> yeah, blast. Yeah. <laughs> this, is the, this is where the agent who's dying says you suck like oh, yeah God. like, like oh, kids God. playing tag or dodgeball or something very um, very good <laughs> But the plane crashes near the venture compound. Uh, it, go- it goes down uh, as uh, <laughs> as Brock is hosing down the Dodge, uh, and a canister, the canister that uh, Red that 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 race was trying to get a hold of, just like like falls from the sky like a missile and just wangs Hank in the head. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just absolutely beans him. Um, and then the, uh, you know, the, the plane crashes. I love the casualness with which the guy who's on fire comes up and Brock backhands him, backhands <laughs> him and then puts him out, uh, in one motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's incredibly good. And yes. then Reese is dead on the street and that's the end of our, our cold open. Mm-hmm. Near direction to our B plot. Right. There. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as usual, when I was making the notes, I did a little bit of, uh, deinterlacing on these. So, uh, there's going to be less cutting back and forth as we go mm-hmm. uh so don't do not be surprised but everything is uh, not is uh, not presented in complete sequence uh when the episode proper starts we go to uh, uh the impossible base we've got pete white billy Quizboy, and rusty filling out like w9s <laughs> like around a conference mm-hmm. table uh they're here to be part of a think tank they've been invited by professor impossible who used to teach them in college at least rusty and and white um I uh, used to used to teach them. He was a professor, but it's a think tank that's like a joint industry between or a joint venture between possible industries and you and the U.S. government. Yeah, yeah, um, you know, and he used to, the, it's kind of showing they used to all go to college together and that they were shitty students. Yes, you know, yeah. uh, Rusty did not flunk. He had a sympathy D because his dad <laughs> died that semester. Um, nice little uh, urban legend mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing here. Um, I love Pete White asking Billy Quizboy what his soch is. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like that kind of like longtime companion, uh-huh. you know. Kind of, what's my soch? The Billy P, uh, uh, P. White and Billy Quizboy kind of reminded me of Oh Hello. Mm-hmm. 
like the the Nick Kroll, John Mulaney. Oh, okay. Like old yeah. guys. Yeah. You know, because uh, Pete White kind of talks like um mm-hmm. uh talks like them and just like, what's my Soch? Like that's a very funny yeah. thing to me. Where did I put my keys? It's like a very <laughs> old married couple situation. Uh, totally. Yeah. And, and, totally. And that like it's really funny that they like in in the first line, they completely nail the relationship between the two of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like you you understand the character you understand like the uh, their characterization right away when he asked that question. It's so good incredibly good yeah Yeah. Uh, what's what's my social and then we get professor impossible we saw him in the uh in the in the train the pilot rather um Mm -hmm. and he comes in here he's all uh he's all stretchy and stuff and he's voiced by stephen colbert um which feels weird now but like colbert did voices on like uh harvey birdman and stuff too yeah Yeah. like uh he he collaborated with like robert smigel and stuff like that um just it's it's weird to think of like a pre-daily show stephen colbert but he was like alt comedy at the time kind of yeah yeah, and there was some controversy about this he did the the voice in the first season and then did not come back and there was some drama Mm-hmm. around it where his agent sent back to uh jackson and doc uh mr colbert has neither the time nor the interest to participate in your project or something oh, geez. <laughs> and it turned out that move. was uh that was overblown um eventually bill Hader would come in and do the voice yeah um but it, I, I guess it, it turned out that was the agent not stephen colbert and it's all water under the bridge now but yeah. at the time i remember that being you know kind of uh yeah um and obviously this is uh mr fantastic mm-hmm. yes reed richards mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um super stretchy you know he's uh he, like in the end underline it doc says like oh he thinks he's so so fantastic um whenever he says impossible there's this little music sting like March <laughs> of Industry music. yeah it's really good dude i love it so much uh and he's uh super arrogant like the, mm-hmm. this is you know he's a foil for for dr venture because doc uh you know as the thing I'm, I'm realizing in this rewatch and trying to pay more attention to the characters is like you know doc venture is like primary character driver and fatal flaw is pride mm-hmm. uh in this and he's that's what he's he's doing like you know when the when pete white and billy Quizboy suck up to him he's like oh you got something brown on your nose mm-hmm. you know implying that he's snarfling around his asshole yeah uh brown nosing as it is which is a really ghastly phrase yeah when, uh, when you think about it i never really yeah. thought about what that implies but it's pretty horrible never been know? comfortable too, too comfortable saying that once i realized what it meant yeah it's really gross yeah real nasty man no, don't say brown nose um not my catchphrase <laughs> <laughs> don't bring that to this show i didn't realize i was podcasting with my grandma today god damn <laughs> it's, it's nasty dude yeah. like it, it's nasty sticking your nose in it Tom, yeah, yeah, turned nose. 40 doesn't want to eat ass anymore what the hell no, you, you, eat it, you don't sniff it yeah well yeah dude. and also come it's on, clean man. come on we live in a society yeah. come on yeah, come, it's it's sterile and it comes out of the body. Um, the, How do you know this? Not they're not just talking about the self tanner. Okay, you don't know. You don't have no I, idea. <laughs> I imagine Professor Impossible probably tans his asshole. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, so he's te- he's basically teaching about their suits. These are based on the unstable molecules mm-hmm. uh, that the Fantastic Four invented, uh, which is why everyone in the Marvel universe, even though they transform, their suits don't. You know, they just go back into costume automatically. Yeah, but the, 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 the Hulk can't Fantastic. afford a shirt or pants that are made of the stuff, so. Yeah. 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 The Hulk is, uh, well, and also it's part of his image. Well, true. Yeah. Um, you know, but character, the, uh, this is, uh, the, these impossible suits that recycle their dead skin cells are impossibly comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. you know, like even, even Rusty has to admit it is actually, it does feel really good. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, 
they talk about going to the bathroom and they're like, you just have to think about doing it. <laughs> and I was like, this is so fucking weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> like you think about going to the bathroom and the suit opens this little porthole. Yeah. And I can't believe Rusty is fucking raw dogging the impossible suit. And mm-hmm. I thought he was lying to get out of the urine test, but he's actually doing it. Uh-huh. Like later he's naked. Uh-huh. Yeah. What are you doing, Rusty? It's fucking gross, man. The suit's I would on totally, you I, dude, I would totally raw dog those unstable molecule suits, man. I, I got to tell you, I'm, <laughs> raw the dog whole molecule? point is that I mean, their whole point is they're supposed to like conform to my body. Like, if if mm-hmm. I'm gonna stretch out my penis, I don't want to rip up my, you know, <laughs> Calvin Klein's. <laughs> I just yeah, I suppose like if I was Mister Fantastic, you know, you I wouldn't know, wear underwear. It, it just, if I come in and I, and I already resent this person for taking pity on me and giving me a sinecure to think tank, uh, I am going to assert my agency however I can. And sometimes that means uh, putting their unstable molecule, molecules, uh, you know, next to my private, on, my private chain. unstable manicule. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I would not. Yeah. I, I like wearing underwear when I wear pants. Um, you know, when I wear pants. So that's the important caveat there. <laughs> Uh, but he's doing it to get out of doing a, a piss test yes. for this job. Yeah, because of course he's got uh, he's got the mommy's little helpers. He's got those Valiums, which he you know insists he has a uh, prescription for. But you know we saw how he gets them. And Dal is dangerous. Yeah. Not exactly. Uh, not exactly above board. He's got a Rusty has a plan though. He is going. He's got some uh, um, uh, bags of urine taped to his leg from the boys. And of course, bad dad Rusty says, "Finally, the boys are useful for something." Yeah, <laughs> dark. I'm gonna guess uh, I'm the only person on the podcast that's actually done this. Try to use somebody no, well, else's urine for a urine test, check, or I, w- I was gonna bring that up. I've provided urine. Ooh, okay, so for someone girl, else, copacetic, so, my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you and I are we're, we're a match made in heaven. We, we got a little economy going on, don't we? <laughs> this is a yeah, we got, yeah. finally my misconnections route. article pays off. I, I, I saw I saw Jeremy the weed. Yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, we've been passing the same hundred bucks around for about five years now. Listen, you have to move all three of us across a river. And two of us can go on the raft at once. Um, No, I did this for a roommate. Oh. I peed in a, in a baggie and gave it to him to tape to his leg. And I remember like troubleshooting it for him because I was a little nerd. And I was like, is it going to get cold? He's like, no, dude, I'm going to glue it right to my inner thigh. It's going to stay warm from my body temperature. So because I thought I, for some reason they would check the temp. Yeah. Because uh, they do. They, apparently, yeah. Or they were supposed to. But uh, 18-year-old Jeremy tied it to his uh, his leg or whatever. But also on the way to the drug testing place, put it on the like the dash of my car and turned the heater way up. Okay. <laughs> Just yeah. to keep that temp going. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, did it work? Uh, I, I I don't remember. I think I got the job and then quit like a day later because I was eighteen. <laughs> so who <the> fuck cared? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've 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 never done this. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not, I'm not, I'm not above it. It's just uh, it uh, it's never no, never come we're, up. We're we're reading between the lines. We understand. Okay. No, no, yeah, we get it. <laughs> we're, we're the fucking Morlocks. You're the Eloy. We get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The uh, yeah clean piss. <laughs> Back in the day when you had clean piss was a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, do you, do you guys remember all like the urban legends or like the products they would sell you to clean your piss? Oh, yeah. Just oh, yeah, like dude. available Still at the happens. head shops and stuff. Yeah. 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 Dude, you can go on Amazon yeah. right now and go get that same kind of <laughs> shit. Dude, no, no lie. It's so like, weird. Uh, I had a buddy yeah. who like um, that, that dude has passed up relationships with uh, girls out of his league because they were like, well, you know, we could hang out, but you're going to have to like not smoke weed all the time. And he's like, nah, I'm good. I'll, oh, I'll just be single oh, and smoke good. weed. Um, and he was like, no, I got to get this. T- like, I got to go. And he, so he was doing cleansers and 
weird shit and it's like just doing anything to get the toxicity out of his system and it didn't work because he I smoked did, weed for like four years straight did, did, did doing so. anything aside from like not smoking weed for a month well he did yeah. quit smoking weed for okay. during this process okay, but okay. yeah he yeah. he was still also trying to get, yeah do all the other stuff as well yeah. and then it, didn't get the job and, and immediately started smoking weed all the time well, of again, course because so. you don't if you don't yeah. get in an accident you're fine it, it it really feels like a uh a thing where the understanding of weed toxicity in urine is just like if you dilute it enough, you won't taste it. You know, back, back mm-hmm. in the day, or like, yeah, yeah, like just yeah, like sure. it's like it's like a salty soup mm-hmm. is how we used to think of it. Like that's how weed is in our urine. It's just like there's little parts of weed, and if we put enough urine in there, mm-hmm. like it was just it was really strange. Like I even I knew there was science that I didn't understand going on with urine testing. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. how quaint. Now you know that weed is like legal and like two-thirds of the states or whatever but like employ- you know, employers can still uh can, can still filter you out um at the at, yeah. at the test by testing you like just because That's it's true. not prosecuted doesn't mean uh companies don't have policies yeah. sucks yeah yeah dumb their jobs are you should have to be stoned to do them like if you're making my pizza i want you to be stoned <laughs> yeah like i don't, I don't think that like it should be i don't want reward. you to have to do that like, sober yeah, yeah. You, have to, you get to do this you're like you're gonna do this but yeah. you also get to be high while you're doing it and that's that's like yeah. hey that's like a little cherry on it's a spiff i don't want it's the, a yeah, spiff yeah, is what want, i'm saying yeah, it's, a <laughs> it's a lanyap can, can you imagine working in a convenience store while not high like why no. would you put somebody through that yeah no it seems inhumane like you wouldn't you wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't want to force them but like hey cope with this however you can because this is alienating totally. enough already yeah yeah um but he spills it of course and he tries to scoop it up off the ground uh, <laughs> yeah, and cannot get the gross. Mm-hmm. yeah pretty nasty yeah. um yeah uh, so we go back to the b plot Yes, we yeah. go back to helper bandaging up Hank's head. Uh, Hank would not have a head anymore if this actually happened. Uh, but it is funny that he is up and around. While Brock and Dean are investigating the the, the, the crashed plane, I'm glad the art book called this out um, because Dean delivers a Hank line. Um, Dean's in yeah. full sleuth mode, and he goes up to the cockpit and he says, No wonder this, this plane crashed. It was being piloted by skeletons! Because <laughs> yeah, the pilots burned up on impact. Yeah. Dean is kind of an idiot in this episode, which is um, because the the stuff that I've seen most recently is all the latter season stuff where he's um, has has had a really huge character evolution. So like going back to this where he's like the skeletons and like, you know, oh, my God, we're all going to die. Like all that kind of stuff was really (laughs) was really kind of weird. Well, but uh, Hank is Hank. Yes. So like he's been he's been hankening slowly (laughs) over these last couple episodes. And this one, he's total Hank. Yeah. Like one of the things I realized during this episode, so like they, they go to uh, change into spy clothes uh, to go help uh, with a search because Brock finds Reese's ID um, and him just like uh, just role playing it. It made me think of um, Charlie and it's always sunny. Yeah. Like, where he becomes oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just becomes anything that the plot calls for, like including costume. Uh huh. <laughs> You know, like that's a real Hank move. Yeah. And then, you know, and him just like uh, pretending to be above it all and, and really worldly, mm-hmm. you know, during the, the scene where they're checking out the body. Um, <laughs> that That is very Hank. It's yes. talking to mm-hmm. Brock and saying, yeah, I know you see enough death yep. and you get hard to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what are you talking about? Uh, I love Dean dressed up as a cowboy. That's also very dumb <laughs> yes. um, you know, for it's smart like, Dean. I didn't have spy clothes. So I thought, what's the next best thing? Cowboy. Yeah, the cowboys. Yeah. 
I love how uh, I think it's later in the season where they go to uh, they go on the date with um, the two goth girls and they mm-hmm. have to like really convince this is the opposite of this where Hank they have to really convince Hank not to wear the Batman suit to the date and I just <laughs> <laughs> these boys and their costume changes just give me life I love them so it, much it's, it's it's real good it makes me want to wear more costumes oh yeah because I basically don't now and it's it's a real bummer that's not I true, mean do, right? do podcast and weird hip hop t-shirts count as costumes because if so I got this shit on lock. <laughs> Um, I, feel, I love this, uh, the kids playing with the body. It's so um, good. Because they, they, they do the music, and this is, you know, to show that it's like innocent toddler time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really well observed, um, <laughs> I feel like, well, they of them just being like, ooh, <laughs> some, some vocal children. <laughs> they, they, they pull in the bit of the... Uh, of the of the wind grabbing the parachute on the dead body and dragging it across, they pull that in from Lord of the Flies. But the kids ride mm-hmm. him like a sled, and it's amazing. Yeah, really, really good. And then like playing with these James Bond uh, gadgets, <laughs> the knife boots, like, the super acid fun. pen. This whole like this peanuts tune too that is happening in the background that it's such an earworm for me. Like I remember like this is one of the things that I can just pop in my head at any time. Mm -hmm. And they use this throughout the series. Like there's times where they'll go back to this tune and it always makes me happy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. real good. Little little late motifs. But Brock, you know, he's followed the trail. Um, He's uh, outraged that the snake men killed Race Bannon because like he looked up to Race. You know, used to used Mm -hmm. to went on a couple of missions with him. He was a legend um he's he's grieving and this is where hank does the whole like ah yeah you get hard to death or whatever but race isn't dead yet like he sputters and wakes up and says hey you know are are you brock is that you you look nice and then he says goliath serum (laughs) and hands him a film strip like he he, he needs to understand it's it's it's, it's so great uh and he what his last words are you know tell tell johnny i love him Mm -hmm. uh and he dies and shits his pants uh mm-hmm. you know and it's really graphic and all the kids uh freak out about that i love uh, dean coming up behind brock he's like do you need a hug brock <laughs> it's here if you need no. it <laughs> um you know like it's very sweet mm-hmm. um we cut back to the uh the impossible family um you know they hand over their samples um and then sally impossible uh, shows up for you know sue storm mrs impossible mm-hmm. um this is also based on the early fantastic four like the early fantastic four comics because that's considered to be one of the good like golden age mm-hmm. uh, marvel comics so i've read the first 10 or 20 fantastic four comics spoiler uh they're not actually good <laughs> like they're, they're pretty hard to read <laughs> yeah but it is it is kind of amusing how just like ridiculously sexist read is like there's a lot of like invisible girl <laughs> you go bring snacks you know, and, and shit like that. Uh, so this this kind of like men are doing science mm-hmm. uh, stuff is very you know true to the '60s Fantastic Four. Yeah, uh, and then la- later that that relationship would get kind of flipped on its head. Yeah, and Sue yeah. Storm is considered you know incredibly competent and powerful. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, but like here, like it's really dark and abusive. Actually, he's like, oh, you know, you need to stay in your room. Like he gets really stern. He talks to her in like a really like kind of scary way compared to the way he talks to everybody else. Yeah, uh, while, while while still kind of having that like gloss on him, you know the um, Pete, uh, Pete the White going, hero. you know, like you're, you're keeping your uh, wife locked up in a room there. <laughs> She's like, in a room, fella. It's all good. But uh, but but Richard, he says, oh, she has a medical condition. She needs to stay out of the sun, even though there's no no sun on the base. Like he's obviously lying about this. He's not really thought of a cover story. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, which seems like the kind of thing he would do. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, so this is obviously a lie uh, covering up a dark secret, secret, which we'll find out soon. Yeah. Um, later, Rusty is is doing some notes, uh, <laughs> just kind of like making some science notes. And uh, Richard pops in to see, you know, hey, like, let me take a look at your work. I am a scientist after all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's, you know, if Rusty is uh, reluctant because it's bullshit. He's not yeah. as good as super science. Yeah. Uh, but he says, you know, I need that urine sample. Uh, when Sally pops up. Uh, and tries to seduce him with a vial of her urine. Like, is that your urine sample? No, it's your urine sample. Uh-huh. Um, later, like the, the the sample flirting. Like later when she hallucinates, and there's like more sample flirting is so fucking good and weird. So wild and weird. Yeah, oh, I absolutely I love it uh, so much. But yeah, she produces um, the the vial of the urine and like pops out her flask. She's she's mm-hmm. she's sweet on Rusty. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, she's sweet on not on on not <laughs> Professor Impossible. Yes. Like that's the yeah. <laughs> that, that, well, that this is more is accurate. Super well observed too. Like this idea of like girls' night out. Like no, I just can't remember the last time I laughed like this. Mm-hmm. Richard never allows anything like that. Like that just feels very like cooped up housewife. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to be in a real way. Um, you know, and Rusty's drunk and is hitting on her. I mean, he uh, kisses her. Um, she her skin turns invisible mm-hmm. um, because the you know Mrs. Fantastic Sue Storm can turn entirely invisible and then also cause like force fields in your lungs which give you embolisms and kill you and shit. But uh, the shitty version of this is that she can just turn her skin invisible. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fucking horrifying. Yeah, extremely uh, horrifying. It's yeah. not. It's not yeah. just that she can turn her skin invisible. It's that her skin is always invisible unless she's yeah, concentrating yeah. on it being be, be, being opaque right so yeah. she has she can to... turn her skin visible yes <laughs> yeah which i can do too that's a um <laughs> that's, <yeah. effortless. laughs> that's funny oh she becomes the visible woman like the visible yeah. man like the, the 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 muscle you know figure thing yeah yeah huh. mm-hmm. yeah um and this is this is the whole uh cascade of them seeing the re- him seeing the rest of the fantastic four who did not do as well as richard did right uh, he runs into a room and there's a, a pod, uh, which he bumps into, which opens it. And Cody is inside, uh, obviously Johnny Storm, mm-hmm. and immediately lights on fire and starts screaming uh, <laughs> because being on fire hurts. Yeah. Um, and then comes out Ned, who is uh, an analog for the thing, who puts him back in the chamber and they touch hands through the glass. Yeah. It's uh, briefly. Yeah. It's very sweet. This yeah. specific um, like section is where like Johnny Johnny Storm or Cody actually just coming out of the uh, glass tube and immediately catching on fire and screaming. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is this this is my humor. Like this is where yeah. I'm at. Yeah, yeah. This is what I want to see. Like I want to see weird ass shit like this. And yeah. <laughs> It's so, so like so much, I mean, we have to like address a little bit the elephant in the room where like Ned is coded as mentally deficient, you know, and they, they throw the arsler around in this episode. Mm -hmm. The way that, uh, so the, the whole idea behind these guys is like, what if the fantastic four sucked, Yes, you know, and they're trying to think of like how to make them suck. So like, what if you couldn't turn invisible, but you could just turn your skin invisible? Like Mm -hmm. what if, uh, you know, you could set yourself on fire, but it hurt because you're on fire. Mm Mm-hmm. With Ned, it feels like the the rubric I put this through to not have it bother me so much, even though I do think that it's shitty, and eventually they would stop you know, using Ned quite as often mm-hmm. and stuff, is to think of it, instead of thinking of him as like literally mentally disabled, think of it as like Hulk speak. You know, yep. the thing the thing is a big, strong guy. If you just yeah. think of him as like, uh, the Hulk is just like, you know, Hulk smash. Like, he's also an, an idiot. Mm-hmm. You know, the Hulk isn't smart. I think that's what they are going for. They just use, like, the terminology for it that is 
ruder and shittier yeah that is like outmoded and 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 hurtful yeah i can i can i can see that because like his you know like his condition is not is not actually like used for a joke really like there's one joke later on that like is 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 super not great but like Mm -hmm. it's it, it is not presented as if the joke is oh look at this what if what if a person who was intellectually disabled had a um you know had had superpowers um it 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 just kind of feels it's a little bit like making the 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 guy that brock killed deaf yeah yeah it feels like and again i'm not trying to excuse it like it's not great and later they'll do some other jokes about it that are not also not great yes we talked a lot about how jackson and doc grow Mm -hmm. as they they write the show but i i think like when i squint my eyes you know because i see a lot of myself in these craters Mm -hmm. i can see what they're going for and i think it's like a hulk thing yeah um you know that that's the best i can best will i can give it it's up to anybody watching it whether that you know whether that works for them yeah whether whether applying that filter can can make it easier to get through the times when it is you know not as bad we didn't say this so he's uh, ned is modeled after the thing except he doesn't have you know stone skin and obviously the thing gets the shortest end of the stick at the fantastic four uh, instead, oh, yeah. of, instead of having you know ro- <laughs> instead of needing to get his rocks off um he uh he's got um uh, calluses everywhere and it hurts like all of his yeah. skin is like thick and painful so you know he is constantly in pain um, you know, in, yeah. in, in addition to, you know, needing need to navigate the strange circumstance that he has living in this, you know, weird base and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm super glad time. these guys kind of grew as like with, mm-hmm. you know, with just respectability, basically, I guess, because, um, it's, it's very strange going back to this. And like, um, I remember watching finally watching it's always sunny for the first time and going back to those like early dude. early seasons where oh, they, it's, yeah, the, the, fuck, the, dude, the transphobia it's in the early it's uh, ridiculous man like it's crazy it's really, uh, really, it really rough mm-hmm. and shit and like something uh, you know a show that people put up all the time is one of the best comedies of all time 30 rock like they were some real weird stuff about the, like if you go back to those early seasons like even mm-hmm. they're doing it in like 2006 2007 yeah. um <clears throat> it's really egregious i it it really sticks out on a rewatch uh, as just kind of awkward and bad, um, mm-hmm. and I like it feels weird that like you know because the I can't remember the name, the name now <laughs> crap you even have it in the notes but I can't remember the, Ned and um, yeah Cody Ned like they're they're actually related like she's his, Sally is, yeah. is his sister and like she's the one using the arsler on it yes. which feels like. As a as a dude with an autistic brother, it feels like really fucking weird. So yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, that um, is poorly observed. The the yeah. yes, the person related to them probably would not be using that using that term because it's hurtful. Yeah. Well, and then later they'll draw a line under that, you know, like where they'll they'll be like, you know, that's a no no word. Like they you know they talk about how they don't use that word mm-hmm. exactly. You know, yeah, like, like I'm glad when, the when, show continues to grow and it's not just like stuck in this. So. It it is. I know I say this a lot. It's it's easy to underestimate how much this stuff was in the water mm-hmm. at the time. Like I'm glad you brought up uh, it's always sunny because it's always sunny. Start off with that stuff, and then later it became like it actually like really good show with how they handled Mac coming out. 
Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like they had that season. I think it's like season twelve finale with the dance. Where he does the yeah. dance. Yeah, that's like incredible. Like, there's almost no jokes in it. Mm-hmm. It's just like this very beautiful scene about acceptance. Yeah. Like, it, it's really weird that that show can can contain that. Yeah. Um, well, and then his friends being supportive of him, just being sick of him hiding it, was yeah. like a move that I, you know, I really liked in that show. Yeah. The build up um, to that coming out of them just all being very fucking sick of it was yeah. very hilarious to me. We just, you know, it's very, it's very like, super funny. Yeah. Um, we, you know, something that is my opinion. Again, it's up to especially people who are hurt by this stuff. They can they can choose what they choose to accept but for me i want to live in a world where people can grow yeah, yeah like you're you're allowed because again like i was this kid mm-hmm. right like when oh, i totally. was you know 22 or 24 or whatever i would have made the same shitty jokes yep. you know it was it was 2002 2003 like that's mm-hmm. it was the water it was the air we were breathing this was literally what people did yeah. and if you look 20, at any flashcard jeremy stick was dead baby jokes and child molestation jokes right? totally. like i mean yeah like it totally. was that like I mean, I, I'm not proud of that, but like, and I d- definitely don't do that shit nowadays. Yeah. And I haven't for fucking years. But uh, and this doesn't, and that's not excusing that behavior. Like that was no, still no. Stu- super dumb at the time. Like nobody was laughing at that. You're a fucking weirdo, Jeremy. It just <laughs> it, it, down. Yeah. It, it takes it takes somebody telling you, "Hey, that sucks," you know, and not even like necessarily saying like, "Here's why," and you listening to them to you know to to, to stop doing that, right? Yeah. 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 And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I yeah. like that these creators more or less did that. You know, they kind of phased him out. They didn't like there's not like a net episode. Right. You know, where, where they, they just kind of like they don't retcon it or anything. They just mm-hmm. kind of stop. You know, quietly put it aside. They they put it in the Apu closet, yeah. uh, which is a good place to put it, I think. Yes. Sure. You know, um, this is also I, I mentioned this last episode, but I want to bring up Ruins, uh, the pretty crummy Warren Ellis comic that has a very similar premise to this. Mm hmm. Um, where it's like, what if all the characters in the Marvel universe were actually like shitty versions of themselves? Yeah. Um, I think that his version of the human torch was very similar. His version of the invisible woman was blind because of lights, not reflecting off your eyes. You can't see. Oh, huh. Um, that's a, that's a pet you know, Warren Ellis aren't superpowers mm-hmm. bad yes. kind of trope. Yeah. Um, but this, I, there's no mention of this. I was half expecting to see some mention of that comic in the book because it mm-hmm. is so similar, but uh, so I don't know if there's any direct inspiration, but if you're well, like in, in, in favor of the in, Fantastic Four sucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that in Planetary, right? Like this, like, yeah, there, yeah. there's a lot of like, what if the Fantastic Four were bad in, in Planetary with, the, you know, it's those similar kind of style powers, but not quite right. Even even so much with the Invisible Woman who, you know, has to have that suit or whatever. For um, Yeah, yeah. And they're so. evil in that one as well, too. So like, Super evil. this feels yeah. very Warren Ellis uh, in some ways. Yeah. And how it's deconstructionist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And now it's time for a break. That's where we do a commercial break if we had them in the, in the show. Um, but we don't. So we can no, go back to go back to the B plot, um, where, mm-hmm. uh, the, the boys and Brock are watching the film strip that Ray's provided with them about the Goliath serum. So this is, this is like cold war propaganda narrated by, uh, narrated by, by, by Richard. Uh, talking about how this uh, serum turns living beings into explosives, like we see him er, dropping a, you know, putting a drop of it on an ant. The ant crawls under a jeep and blows up like a hand grenade. And they say, "Oh, this is proportional to what uh, you know to, to the host body size." So imagine blowing up Moscow by infecting an elephant with this in, in the Moscow circus, right? Yeah. And this is straight up just the plot from No Endless Forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep yep um yeah uh this is there's like this is kind of low on jokes this little sequence mm-hmm. but it's really cute 
you know, as they're they're describing the symptoms and Hank has all of them. Yep. And Brock is, Brock's <laughs> dawning horror. And then as they, they go through it, I love Dean's uh, enthusiasm, mm-hmm. you know, him treating this like a world book, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Like, ah, stage two, you know, <laughs> Brock stomping on that, him immediately blackpilling. Um, he's like, you forgot one little thing. We're the Venture Brothers. You know, it's like very, and then Brock being like, yeah, we don't know where your dad is. And this is a little bit out of his league, you know, and him just screaming. Yeah. Uh, incredibly good. But but I, I love when Dean thinks that everything is safe and he can torment, he can hor- torment Hank about it. Like Hank's like, oh my God, what are we going to do? And Dean says, oh, yeah. we could kill you. That would stop the metabolic reaction. Lickety split. Yeah, lickety split. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah but but dean recognizing there is there is no safety net uh you know because their dad isn't as great as they think he is 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 very mm-hmm. good and how he goes from 60 to zero <laughs> yeah it's real cute yeah yeah um so they're gonna go hunt down richard impossible who might be able to help yes i i love the the just the you know the random turn of events where Brock is like, I think I know a guy that can help and I know where to find him. Like he just, just kind of instinctively, not instinctively, but he just, because he's so plugged into this weird secret agent world, he's like, yeah, I know where to go. He's in the Arctic. Let's just go yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah. It just happens that the rusty is there and the underline it too. Rusty's like, what did you miss me? <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it's just a, a big coincidence, but that's okay. Cause yeah. it's cartoon and we allow it. Yep. So yeah. it is, it is a small world of super science here. Um, back up at the base, Ned has carried Rusty over to uh, over to a couch, uh, and Sally comes in and explains what's uh, what, what what's going on. Uh, you know, so she was she married to to, to Richards. Uh, yes. When this happened, okay, I yeah, I, it would be way darker if she ended up like marrying him specifically because he was trying to keep her a secret or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that, the, that's incredibly blue beard <laughs> and shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there was an accident with one of Impossible's machines. I love the way that she put this. He was trying to harness cosmic rays with gamma radiation, which. <laughs> yeah. Just, just fantastic for a cross with the Hulk. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, and it causes this explosion. Um, and she, she kind of explains what happens to everybody, you know, her, her brother and her cousin were in town. They mm-hmm. were getting a tour of the building. So they all got caught in it. Um, as opposed to space, which happened to the fantastic four. Yeah. Um, Richard is listening to this and comes in and he does the, you know, the shitty husband, like, are you bothering mm-hmm. Dr. Venture? <laughs> you know, um, the, uh, so he, he knows what's going on. He knows that rusty knows. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's got his plot. He's gonna kill him. Um, what this is so weird. Like this is throwing immense shade at the Fantastic Car. You know, surprised about. I really like, love this, dude. I lo- this entire scene, him just screaming, "I can't!" What? Because it's, it's, it's real. Like this is what the Fantastic Car looks like. It's uh-huh. super yeah. dumb. It's like four cars <laughs> that all the members of the Fantastic Four are in that yeah. are joined by struts for some reason. <laughs> And him just giving the villain speech that Rusty can't hear is so perfect. Yeah, oh, dude, it's, so um, it's really good characterization yeah. too, because you know Richard Impossible really comes across like somebody who doesn't care if you're hearing what he's saying as long as he's speaking. You know, yeah. So he's like yeah. not checking for comprehension. He's got his eyes closed and just saying this. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Just what a dick. It's, it's really, really good. Yeah. 
Um, there, there's like this whole sequence is really, really good. Like he's, you know, he starts, you know, I we had these simple rules, you know, you made a move of my wife, but you can't go into a restricted area <laughs> that I can't abide. God, dude, that's so you know? fucking good. Like how, how much so of a good. dick is this dude? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love my favorite dick moment is when he, Rusty goes, I won't tell anybody. And he goes, I know. And then pulls away. And just leaves. <laughs> <Stranding him. laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> but he's but he's come up with a rationalization like oh you know just says oh, I, I like I know I know what how this how this works you know you get cabin fever you're you're all cooped up. Rusty's like oh we've only been here for a couple of days. And he's like no that's what I'm going to tell them when they ask why you wandered out into the wilderness and died in the snow. Um, yeah. And add insult to injury. This excellent uh, suit that he is wearing cannot function below zero degrees Fahrenheit. They're on the North Pole, so it flakes away, leaving him completely nude. Yeah, uh, new enough there was foreskin crumbles off later, <laughs> so that's quite a lot of uh, coldness yeah. and nudeness. Oh man, um, do you think that's canon? You think he just doesn't have a foreskin for the rest of the series? Like, well, we, we do does learn it ever about some foreskin again? stuff. So, so we do learn about uh, Hank and, and Dean's foreskin mm-hmm. uh, potential uh, a little bit later. <laughs> um, the uh, I assume this is he had one and now he doesn't. I think it probably is canon. Okay, you oh. know. Okay. Oh. I need to go update my wiki of, you know, which cartoon yeah. characters are circumcised. Update my fan art. <laughs> the um foreskinhaters.tumblr.com. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, pencils have erasers. <laughs> Pete White voice. Um, <laughs> Just get rid of it, fella. Yeah. Just get oh, rid God. of it, fella. Um yeah. So the X one with Hank uh, progressing to s- stage three, where he has a full beard, uh, <laughs> Dude, and the, <laughs> the so full good. beard just slays me. Yeah. <laughs> the um, they're on their way there, and he goes, "You know, Brock, I've been thinking a lot about it. If I have to die, I want you to be the one who kills me." No, you know, and I love his like initial, you know, "Don't talk like that, Hank," <laughs> and just like, "No, Brock, I'm serious." Okay. Uh, instantly comes through. Uh-huh. Uh, it says yes, and then like, Brock, how would you do it? You're asleep. Quick jerk of the neck. Won't feel a thing. You've thought about this. Yes, it's, I have. The, the, uh, it's so good. The delivery is amazing because it's like automatic. Like it's almost like yeah. somebody asked him name, rank, and serial number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, man. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, Hank is a little bit put off by this. But, uh, you know, sometimes a bodyguard's got to know when to snap the neck. Um, and so, you, this, this is the point where they just realized, okay, the episode needs to end. The, uh, the plot lines, uh, collide with each other. They spot Rusty on the tundra. Rusty is walking along, uh, completely frostbite and he's hallucinating, you know, saying, I'm going to, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. He hallucin- he hallucinates the steps in yellow snow. Uh, and he looks up and sees a hallucination of horny Sally talking about how she made him a sample. Yeah, she she goes, Teehee, I made you another sample about the urine he just stepped in, which is so fucking weird. Yeah, it's so like, bizarre, um, dude. That is really, really weird. Yeah. Uh, and she says, I know how to keep you warm, and her vulva glows uh, beautifully <laughs> to kind of uh, take him in. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out it is a polar bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Brock, um, Brock comes in and makes quick work of this. Uh, in the uh, he, he, this this is Brock fulfilling a dream because when he's in the mm-hmm. joy can he he hallucinates about killing a polar bear. Uh, here though, he not only kills it but he uh, skins it and throws the bloody pelt onto Rusty. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wear this, Doc. You know, uh, and this this is where you know he's like, "Hey, would you miss me?" No, uh, Hank's a bomb. 
so they go back in the lab where Richard is blocking off Sally and she's kind of doing a rebellion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brock shows up and Mr. Uh, Mr. Impossible challenges him to a fight. Uh, like, can you, you tried to beat up a man made of living rubber <laughs> and kind of does fisticuffs motions. Uh, this is really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love Brock's like, stop screwing around. Yeah. You get uh, dick kind or you jerk or something like that. Yeah. He doesn't, he does not have time for it because it's, it's time sensitive. We got, we got good Goliath serum here. Um, mm-hmm. and he asks like, Hey, do you, uh, do, do you have an antidote? Um, and Professor Impossible's like, oh, yeah, you know, you can kill him. He pulls out a gun and points it. Rusty steps in front of him, and Professor Impossible's like, oh, like, that would stop me from shooting. Like, oh, I'll kill you yeah. and your son. <laughs> I, I love I've that. already killed you once today. Yeah. Like, I will definitely do it again. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So Billy uh, comes out, and, you know, they, they try to rebel against him. He's like, what? The kid's all hopped up on serum. Uh, you know, I love hopped up on serum. Uh, so, like, no, the, you know, Billy has this inspirational speech. Like, we are a think tank. We can do anything. Thing. Uh, so they uh, impossible goes to shoot him, but then Ned and Cody attack him and wrap him up into a knot. Yeah, uh, which happens to Mister Fantastic every once in a while. No, you know, as well, which has to be really, really undignified. It's like it's like the one way that you can take care of him that and seeing how far you can stretch him. You know? Oh yeah, that hurts him as well. Yeah, yeah. I feel like putting him in some kind of jar would do good work as well. That does he compress you know? like that? Can he compress or does he just stretch? Oh, yeah. He, he compresses into a little ball. He bounces around like that. In <sighs> Ultimate Alliance, he turns into a ball and bounces around, and it's very funny and, like, weird. He's he's one of the silliest, like, A-list Marvel characters. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely one weird. of the, like, f- from completely silly powers to oversized brain, like, ratios that we get in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Because like, all the other super geniuses are basically, like, tech bros and Xavier. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you get yeah. this guy. Just guys. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then you get super stretch man. <laughs> oh man. Um, but you know, with with the professor all tied up like this, they can do a little science montage where they're going and using the machines and stuff, and they create the anti serum, uh, which uh, Professor Professor Impossible comes in after they inject him, and uh, after they inject Hank, and his beard falls out and the skin clears up. Professor Impossible comes in and says, "Hey, you morons invented ranch dressing." And he's holding up a vial, a vial full of orange liquid. Orange ranch dressing is somehow extremely vile to me. There, there's, uh, I think it just, I what I, this felt to me was a script, yeah, uh, me too. animation disagreement. Yeah, you know, like the way he says it, he's like ranch dressing, you know. But the the people who animated it, who colored yeah. it, didn't get the the note or whatever. Mm-hmm. It kind of made me um, feel like they just ADR'd the scene a little bit. Like yeah. they went, they they come up, they came up with the ranch dressing joke a little bit later and went with it. As, yeah, and couldn't, yeah, couldn't fix the animation. And like they they didn't invent ranch dressing. Ranch dressing is like you know, <laughs> it was waiting there to be discovered. Buttermilk and yeah. Yeah. also orange, uh, yeah. orange ranch dressing is just Thousand Island and it's just as gross as you might imagine. Yeah. So. <laughs> Awful. The uh, Catalina. Um, <laughs> They they uh they just invented some science stuff that didn't work. Like it looks yeah, like it yeah. worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beer falls the out beer immediately falls out. and stuff. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Um. And uh, Professor Impossible is like, well, the, obviously you didn't invent anything. Mm-hmm. The Goliath serum just doesn't work on humans. We didn't test him on humans. That was the point, you you know, idiots. Mm-hmm. Um. When he gets free, uh, he says the, the reason he got free is because there's a reason why Ned's boots have Velcro instead of laces, honey. Yeah. Uh, implying that Ned would not be good at tying knots. Right. Uh, which is like a joke that I would like if Ned was just a Hulk. Yeah, like if they if they never used the Arsler, if he was just like just an idiot, like mm-hmm. I, I like jokes about idiots. Yeah, you know, like idiots are on the table. You can have dum dums. Like mm-hmm. it happens all the time. 
Yeah. You know, like ima- imagine them saying it about Charlie, Charlie Day and, and it's mm-hmm. always sunny. Yeah. Imagine them saying you know? it about Ted Cruz. Boom. <laughs> totally. totally. Roasted. <laughs> Roasted. Bam. Uh, you can, you can, you can make jokes about people who are dumb. It's, mm-hmm. it's not off the table to have unintelligent characters. Yeah. You yeah. just don't have to take it that far. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's regrettable. Yeah. 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 So it's frustrating to me that that line, which I actually like as like a, an oblique way of saying like, yeah, he wasn't good at tying knots. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a guy who's on fire and a guy who's not super smart. But they just, you know, they kind of spoil the well. Yeah, yeah, by making so. it by making it related to a medical condition. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I love that. Um, after all of this, Sally is still like not reading the room correctly, and is like, "I'm going to leave you. I'm going to go with <laughs> uh, <laughs> Doctor." I love this speech. Just, I'm with it. Doctor. You lose again, Richard. <laughs> like she kind of says it like the chief from Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm with dr venture now it's like i i love this so much well, just, like, i'm every it, woman it's all in me and like her being just a horrible judge of character when it comes to rusty too like earlier yeah. she says like oh you're so different than him you're 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 so alive and like to look at rusty mm-hmm. and not understand that he is completely dead inside is yeah. just a real character blindness moment that is that is extremely charming um in this where she's making this huge life decision that rusty is not on board with no 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 this, this is this is a cute little little ending here where she does that uh the boys are way into it like i love i love that line where it's like cool i'm not gonna explode anymore plus free invisible mom uh, free hey free dummy yeah yeah free is doing so much work in that fucking sentence <laughs> Uh, and then it ending, you know, the, the way I'm ending is just like Brock being, you know, this is something they've done before. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you wanna like, we're, we're going to, in the next episode, we're going to have uh, Brock's wingman, uh, you know, kind of, kind of their history and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so they're just going to leave. And I love that, you know, professor impossible just lets them leave. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, the arc with professor impossible as like the things happen with that character, mm-hmm. he slides into, uh, you know, oblivion is really great. It's really good. <laughs> His yeah. Life falls apart. Yeah. Uh, Then we get the post-credit sequence uh, where Richard is examining the urine sample, which is not how you do that. There's like test strips and stuff like that. But he's looking through a microscope, you know, and Sally is in the background of the shot. You know, she's sobbing like, oh, don't worry. You know, he he, he was mean to you, blah, blah, blah. Everything will be fine. And he's like, oh, something is strange. It turns out Rusty is pregnant. Yeah, and because it's Sally's sample, Sally starts crying harder, like, oh, my God, I'm in this miserable situation and I'm also having a kid. Yes. Uh, dark joke. Rough yep. chuckle. Um, when you uh, when you check for drugs, I don't think you check for pregnancy at the same time. No, no. I mean, you do you if know? you're obsessed with piss. Yeah, this dude is. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is just a dark joke. This all works out well for Sally. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. She goes and raises Rocket uh, with uh, with a good man. Yes. I really appreciate that they they commit to him being such a bad husband that like his wife is like openly sobbing and he's still like doing science on the side. Like that's how <laughs> that we- is so that's so fantastic for her. like <laughs> Mister Fantastic just looking at a microscope while while Sue, Sue Storm cries. <laughs> I uh, love it. Gonna pull yeah. Mr. Manhattan, and you know, I'm gonna be having sex with you in one room, and then doing doing TV shows in the other. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Oh, yeah. And th- that's basically the episode. Uh, good episode. Really good for like lore and introductions of characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're gonna get to spend a lot more time with uh, with Pete White and Billy Quizboy, um, mm-hmm. two you know, two of my favorite characters in the show. Their relationship is hilarious to me. They also uh, are the subject of one of my favorite lines in the show, where character well d- d- describes them as uh, slouching from PlayStation to Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the this, this stuff with the kids and Ray Spannon's corpse, um, or not his corpse at the time, but like his his you know unconscious his, body, his his forms. <laughs> yeah, his is is extremely funny to me. Just with the music and here, I think you mentioned the weird like got a weird like yeah. <laughs> peanuts voices happening. It's just all very very good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, uh, good episode. Good up. I like these characters. I like what happens with them. Mm-hmm. I like this becoming way more Marvel Universe between this and the last episode. Like right away. Um, no. yeah. yeah. You know, and, and just like obviously I like that because I like the Marvel Universe, but also I just like, you know, if you're going to have the joke of your series be that you have straight men who are reacting to, you know, a really outsized super science world, why not go all the way with it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, don't just have them react to Johnny Quest shit because that's like smugglers. <laughs> you know the smugglers of private pirate cove the the pirates of smuggler cove like that would get boring yeah uh you know this this uh by taking it kind of making it more extreme you can tell different kinds of stories do different kinds of jokes raise the stakes yeah which i i really appreciate so jeremy thank you for joining us thank you hey thank you for having me this has been great i love the yeah. venture brothers and um my, my my saddest story about the venture brothers is that right before i moved from arizona back to louisiana i just gotten the vinyl of the soundtrack oh um hmm. And so we were kind of in a hurry and we were stuffing stuff in various places and it got put um, in the like back of an SUV that we were towing. And by the time we drove from Phoenix to Louisiana, it had melted into a very delightful, but unfortunately unplayable state. Oh, so, no. <laughs> no. Um, and I've, I've just never been able to bring myself to buy it again for some reason. Like, I think mm. they're just readily available. I don't know what it's about, what it, what it, but I just think every time I think about it, I'm like, oh, just I didn't do the last one right. So I can't have a new one. <laughs> <laughs> it's the heartbreak. I already have it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what, uh, what, what, what do you have to plug? Tell oh, us about your um, stuff, Jeremy. If you like hunks, you can listen to monster of the week. Uh, it was a podcast that me and my friend Chris do about the TV show supernatural. Uh, we just released a, <laughs> a, uh, take of November rain, like a cover of November rain. Um, done. Music was done by a, a friend of the show, Banshee beat. Uh, and the music was Alice does karate. Uh, but it's all about, how it's we call it winchester pain instead of never rain so uh that's the kind of vibe that you're getting for with the show <laughs> we want to make people laugh we want to make people cry over hunks so monster of the week dot cool and as gary mentioned days of future cast to talk hear me and gary talk about x-men mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh we appreciate it. we'd love to have you back and you mentioned autumn autumn also friend of ours mm-hmm. and uh you know we want to have autumn on next season as well yeah i don't think so. i mentioned autumn uh, you did. Earlier you mentioned the vampire <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, the uh, you know, maybe it was in the green room. Maybe possibly. But uh, if not, I'm I'm mentioning. I don't know her. I don't know her. If not, I'm mentioning okay. uh, Autumn, who who I adore, who's very funny. Yes. Um. Yeah. And uh, we're looking forward to having her on for an episode as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um. Yeah. So uh, until next time. Uh, oh yeah. Ratings reviews. patreoncom TV. Yeah. All of that. That's it, right? Tell your friends. All that. Tell your friends. Uh, we appreciate you for listening. And uh, until next time, go, go to the adventure. adventure.